Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good day, good afternoon, good morning, whatever. I've just said that already. This is the Squared Circle. Andy Evans here, joined as always by Sam Mellows, uh, the podfather of professional wrestling. Uh, Sam, how you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm really, really good. Um, bit tired, but uh, it's because I've been using my week off to paint. So if I don't see a paintbrush after the day, I'll be happy. <laughs> Well, I've got plenty of work you can come and do over here if you want. If you want to come and paint or, you know, strip walls, do some plastering, whatever. I've got plenty of stuff. The last seven months has had, had uh, has worn me out to the point where uh, I think I'm going to save up and get professionals in because, by golly, no more. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much what I do. Uh, I, I don't do anything unless I can help it. I fell off a ladder the other day, though, funnily enough. Um, right. First of all, uh, it's apology time. Um, for those of you who, who are wondering, we've not been on air for two weeks. Um, various different reasons happened for that. Now, the, the, I'm not going to go into detail about it, um, but it effectively comes down to workload uh, for both Sam and myself and ill health. So we were meant to be doing Legacy on Bray Wyatt uh, two weeks ago. Unfortunately, uh, my work went completely mental, so we couldn't make that show. Um and again, you know, I apologize. We were hoping to have done it later in the week, but it didn't happen. Um, and last week we were meant to record. Now we had some technical issues because Sam's internet went down. Um, I work for a fiber company and even I couldn't fix it. So Sam's internet went down. Hopefully that is now fixed by uh, by the internet provider. It's a bit dodgy. Um, and I also came down with a chest infection. So I could barely talk and it was my week off, which was annoying. Um, so yeah, I couldn't really speak. If I could speak, I was coughing. So we made the call not to do a show last week, um, but we are back uh, in a in a reduced format because I'm still not 100%. So my voice can go at any moment. Um, so you're just gonna have to bear with us, and Sam's gonna pick up. So that's the apology. But we are back, um, and hopefully normal service will resume over the next few weeks. Um, right here on TSC. Uh, what do we got coming up this week? Well, we're going different. We're going unique um because we're not going to do the news we're not going to do wrestling history we're not going to do challenge we haven't got a pay-per-view to preview because we're not doing super showdown or whatever it's called on on saturday because i forgot about it um we're gonna talk i'm being honest you know old, old school. it wasn't until i saw something on i was flicking through the old instagram and it came up about uh logan paul's match against Roman mysterio and i was like oh yeah that's tomorrow We've gone about it on the show before. When it goes over to their uh, listeners who are from that part of the world, love you. Love you. Keep listening. But when you go over there, that's only going for there for one reason, and I'm not going political today, but I don't like it. So, yeah. But can I I just put a little thing back on the whole factor of us being off? We've been off, but we're back, and we're back to stay, and we're going to do absolute killer shows coming up. Trust me. But remember to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, X, at TSC Wrestling Pod. And you can find us on Spotify and on YouTube at TSC Wrestling Pod. And if you're on Twitter, well, X, shall I say, use the hashtag TSC Pod. Don't forget to follow us. Leave us comments. Leave us reviews. You're absolute legends. Let's go on with the show. Okay, there we go. I, I forgot socials. Or oh, you can email us all the old-fashioned way, studio at squaredcirclepodcast.com. All right, so this week we are going to have one talking point, and that is this. It's all about TNA. Now, a couple of weeks ago at Bound for Glory, uh, they made the announcement that TNA Wrestling was coming back as of the 1st of January. Impact was disappearing, and it was going to be rebranded to what it originally was at TNA. So my question to you is, is it the right move for Impact slash TNA? Now, the Coventry tour, the UK tour happened last week. Unfortunately, because of uh, illness, we couldn't make it. I couldn't I couldn't drive. Um, and, and, and that was heartbreaking because we were both desperate to go. But, you know, health comes first. Um, from what I've seen of those those tour shows, so they were incredible. The crowd was chanting TNA already. And there's plans for them to come back in 2024 already, um, as well as the show that's being advertised 
above my head all in London. Uh, tickets on sale December 1st. Ticketmaster.co.uk forward slash AEW Wembley 2024 uh, when you want to go there. Do you think rebranding Impact to TNA is a good move or can lightning strike twice? Is it too far gone? Uh, so I think it's going to be amazing. Uh, I think it's going to work because I think I've said it on a previous show before and I've said it on other times as well on other podcasts and other, other talking points. I've always called it TNA and a lot of people who are TNA fans have called it TNA because even though it's been branded as Impact, everyone's known it to be TNA. Um, everyone's talked it about being TNA. Um, it's total non-stop action. And I, I think it is the most truest to its name possible. It is total non-stop action. Even when you go back to the height of the, um, the COVID era, when it was lockdown, when it was barely anyone in that studio, it was still total non-stop action. Amazing. I personally think it's not, I almost feel it's not a rebrand. I feel like it's just, right, forget that bit that Bischoff and Hogan did. We're going to bring it back to our bloodline, going to bring it back to our base. And that's what it is. And my two things I really hope, and I'm sure we're going to talk about more about this as well, but I hope they bring back bits of the old school, but not too much of it. Like I'd love to see the six-sided ring. But I would be not bothered if I didn't come back, if that makes sense. Right. So let, let's just interject because there's a couple of things that you've said there that I want to pick up. So I'm really going to be the devil's advocate today because that's the mood I'm in. Um, <laughs> the six-sided ring has been confirmed it's not coming back. So Scott Demore has confirmed that. He confirmed <laughs> that in an interview. But the reasons for why he's confirmed it are good because it was actually um, more damaging to the talent's health to be in a six-sided ring than it was to be in a square circle. And to be honest, I think... I was never the biggest fan of the six-sided ring. I thought it was a novelty, right? Mm -hmm. But professional wrestling is a is a four-sided squared circle. That's mm -hmm. that's what it is. You know, hence called the square hence, circle. Hence called the squared circle. Hence how we got our name. But it's it's not a six-sided ring. It's not an octagon. It's not UFC. It's not a hexagon. You don't compete in the hexagon squared circle. You compete in the squared circle. And I get it, and I and I get them for trying something different back in the day, and it did do some killer matches. Some of the X Division really, you know, took advantage of those six sides and being able to fly off and do all the high flying Jeff Hardy flippity flips, flippity flips, toppity hops, and swervy swervies and sidey wimies. But I think in today's culture, in today's professional wrestling, it doesn't have a place. So I'm I'm not sorry that the six sided ring is not coming back. My other thing is a bit of a pun. You said during lockdown, what a shame they didn't run uh, Impact Lockdown on pay-per-view. I, I only took that joke from uh, um, a Josh Alexander because he made that joke many times. Yeah, <laughs> it's shame they didn't run the pay-per-view. How, how do we not do that? How do we not, in our time of lockdown, do we not go, yeah. oh, let's do lethal lockdown, but you don't even need to worry about a cage. It's just lethal everywhere. Yeah, you <laughs> I'm know, a Jeff... Leave a lockdown, but um, Jeff Jarrett I, I, was far ahead of his times when he came up with the lockdown pay per view in 2005. But and oh, also, yeah. the, the, the big catalyst point that I want to fight, not fight you on, but I want to challenge you on um, is it's been 13 years now since they rebranded to Impact Wrestling. Your diehard Impact fans will know it is TNA, we know it is TNA, but the fans that have come on over the last 13 years are not. I'm going to be devil's advocate with that. I'm going to. I, I, this is going to be a great show for this, but it's going to be interesting. Why we're calling it a talking point? There is. I, I get what you mean. Yeah, if you come into it just since it's been Impact. However, the problem is with that is they've always talked about TNA. They've always shown things about TNA. It's always been known as TNA Impact or Impact TNA. Total non-stop action. Like at points is. It's literally there's been like reference to it all the time. The fact that oh this person was a TNA cha world champion, not the Impact world champion. When they talked about um, Alex uh, Alex Shelley, talked about Chris Saban, talked about uh, Frankie Kazarian, Eddie uh, Eddie Edwards, all these different wrestlers who are of the old old days, but who are there now, they have talked about it. So I don't think. It, I would love to actually talk to someone from each year who's become a fan of each year. 
and go, okay, and put them a life tech test and find out from them, do they know it, it, what TNA is and do they know what impact is? Because my thinking is personally, that it's because I'm an old school TNA fan back, back to its first pay-per-view or to the fact of loving it now because it is just, it, I, I completely agree with what loads of the wrestlers are saying. AEW, WWE, they are big. They are massive corporations, blah, blah, blah. They can do all these big show tours like all in London. However, TNA is the proving ground. And I've, me and you have said this on private messaging. Mm-hmm. It is the growing ground, the proving ground. It's the place where if someone wants to go, like I, I truly believe that when we have some of these people who are who've been released recently by the WWE, when they finally have their 90-day 90 90 um, non-complete clause finish, I think it would do them the world of good. Like people like Elias, um, people like Aaliyah, I think I haven't pronounced her name right, but Aaliyah, they would do uh, they would do amazing, and even Dana Brooke go to um, TNA because it will build them. Look at people like Matt Cardona, um, Moose, like all these different wrestlers. They are people who have gone there. Even look at e, um, LA Knight, who was when he who was obviously in um, F, uh, FCW, uh, which was obviously the early days of NXT. Then he was in NXT as I think it was like. Sean Ricker or something like that, I think by his real name. Then and now he's only there for like maybe a month, two months. Then he left. He then went and became Eli Drake over on TNA or Impact, shall I say, because he was at Impact time. He made himself to who he is now because he went from there to NWA, which then made him go, oh, actually, we need this guy on our roster. Look at him now. He's Mr. L.A. Knight. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Dis- I'm not disagreeing with you on that at all because I think you've got a valid point. And and you could go case in point. Drew McIntyre did the yeah. same point when Drew Galloway, you know, left WWE uh, and and went to Impact and and became, you know, Impact World Champion and had the run. I suppose my my concern is, and, and it, let's be frank, I know TNA listen to the show. We're we're massive friends with TNA, and I've got nothing but love and respect for them, and I wish them all the very best because they are a great product. But can lightning strike twice because tna was meant to be the alternative back in 2005 when it when it launched and jarrett said that it was the alternative it was meant to be different to wwe it was meant to be different to wcw it was meant to be different to what was out there we've now got wwe ufc tko on the one side we've got aew who really don't know in my view at the moment who they are what their identity is or where they're going um, because of what happened yesterday with the signing of a multi-year agreement of the nature boy, Ric Flair to all elite wrestling. You've got new Japan that is taking over and trying to build a U.S. presence and they're doing well with NW with NJPW strong. You've got the NWA that have just got a deal with the CW network to air on NCW and all affiliate stations. And you've got TNA. So the landscape of professional wrestling now is totally different to 2005. So how can you take a company like Impact that's gone from Nashville, gone from the Impact Zone, gone from being in Orlando to going back to Toronto, running a smaller arena, had a Canadian feel to now take its place back as the number three or number four promotion? Because that's ultimately what you want to do, right? You want them to go there. Internationally, TNA will always draw. Always. Because the UK crowd, the Australian crowd, the Indian crowd love TNA. But in the US, it's still got this stigma of being TNA wrestling or impact wrestling, whatever you want to call it. Now, they need to break that in order to get this rocket ship really moving. And I don't know how you do that because... You put eyes on that product is actually one of the better, if not the best, wrestling product out there. It's it, it, it far superior than AEW in terms of in-ring action. And yeah. It's far superior than WWE in terms of in-ring action. Doesn't need the glitz and gamma. Doesn't need the pyro. Doesn't need the big sets. It's what's happening in the square circle. You still got to get the eyes on it though. Yeah, and this is the thing you've got. 
I think you literally hit the nail on the head about the factor of it's the one that, because it's like for me, if I want to go and watch a wrestling match, and I say wrestling is the word I'm saying, a wrestling match, not a sports entertainment match, not a, oh, let's just chuck everyone into a mix match, a wrestling match. It is TNA that I'm going to go to. Has been for a long while. Hence why when we've talked about our best moments of the week, I've said impact or now be TNA. So kind of going backwards though on what you've been saying is that where the whole lightning strikes twice sort of situation, I think it needed that rebrand to carry on because it almost needed to go, right, we're going back to our roots. In the video that they had to kind of open it that we're going to go to it is you've got all these wrestlers around this box and it opens up. And yes, that is, you could view it as a bit gimmicky. And hi guys at Impact and TNA, I know you guys watch. I love that. That is brilliant because it gave that little bit of cinematicness, but also it made the point. We are reopening that box that was closed when it became Impact. When you had some brother with a blue bandana around his head and some guy with silver hair stand in a ring trying to fight off Dixie Carter, that became Impact. And it became, at that point, I remember even then being really angry it became Impact. I was like, no, don't lose TNA. Because I love the fact you had the two entrances. I don't I don't have fear that it's not going to work. And I think with the audience, when you've got someone like the Billy Goat, um, Will Ospreay, in the present, he, yeah, he literally is a Billy Goat because he's the goat. Um, and his name's Will, so it's Billy. He literally, oh, his, his new T-shirt says Billy Goat. It's amazing. Um, someone like that, he put a thing on Twitter about the fact of how great it's been working with them recently. And I say this. What a brilliant, brilliant signing. I know he obviously hasn't signed a set deal with them and only to be with them. But these times he's been with them has been amazing. And my friend went to the TNA show up in um, Scotland and said that the whole show had amazing feel because it was almost like everyone was re-energised. And he wonders if it was because of TNA, because it becoming TNA again. This whole factor of, they've said, yes, it's not instantly right today we are tna it is after this point we are tna because it gives that thing of like what's happening what are they going to do why are they holding it back i love that it's i think my personal feeling i think lightning is going to strike twice in a good way it is going to go yep we're back and we are going to fight the others to be maybe the two um number two spot because that's no offense to tna no offense to AEW, nwa New, New Japan, I don't think a, 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 a WWE is ever going to be knocked off the number one because it has been so big and so long. It will never be knocked off the number one. I don't think it ever will be. And, it, and I'm in a way pleased because it, it gives that drive that every other company wants to be that big, wants to have three shows a week, have big pay-per-views every month. Look at AEW. They, they are going to have more pay-per-views a year. Look at TNA. They've already been doing loads of pay-per-views a year have they been singing and dancing about it no because they don't need to but they but in a way they do because they've because they've been doing these events and they they're doing one in january they're doing a double header which i think is called snake eyes and and something else the night before and then they got snake eyes next night it's in las yeah. vegas it's in las vegas <laughs> but you don't right. know but the, the problem is you don't know these events are happening no. so there's no major advertising for them in respect of it being on fight or being on uh, impact subscribers or anything like that. And and what hurts them, and this isn't their fault, and I don't want to critique them, I don't want to criticize them for the sake of criticizing them, is being on Dazzin and being a subscription model, you know, you've, in the UK anyway, you've got to pay extra to watch impact, mm. right? Yeah. Back in the day when it first launched, right the way up until recently, it was on Challenge. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, Bravo. and it was free well, to air look for a little while as well because yeah. it became date. There's obviously I, there's obviously a market there for it because oh, yeah. all of the tours all of the tours did extremely well, and we know that, and we know they're really popular, and there is definitely a market for TNA. I'm for me, I'm just concerned that stepping. You always get told the analogy is you know when you leave a job, right? You know when you you, you leave, you never go back. Because you don't want to, why would you go back in time? Right? 
And there's part of me that sat there doing the same thing in my head. It's like, why would you go back? I get the legacy of TNA, but actually Impact's been around longer than TNA. Yeah. You know, if okay. you think about it, the brand's been around longer. So why would you go back? If you're going to rebrand it, rebrand it. Come up with a new concept. I, and I just, I just, I, and, and I, I sound like a right hypocrite because I do love Impact. And I'm going to sit here most likely next year on January and celebrate the fact that TNA's back and go absolutely nuts because TNA's back. And seeing the intro and seeing the TNA, le- seeing the TNA lettering and the TNA logo on that promo video, I marked out. I'll admit it. I said that to you. I went, bloody hell, that was brilliant. And the way they did the video with Eric Young and Frankie Kazarian and Moose like TNA and then the impact, you know, the crossover there was good. And I agree with you about bringing some of the old impact stars back to to come on. But yet they're signed with WWE and AEW. So you've lost Samoa Joe, right? You've lost AJ Styles. They're on that main rosters for WWE and AEW, right? Yeah. So that nostalgia is not going to be there. But. I don't know. I just, I just kind of think in the, but there's thing in the back of my mind going, why would you take, why would you go back in history and try and reincarnate something that actually didn't have a long shelf life? Yes. I know people still call it TNA. And, and at the beginning it was a joke, you know, especially in America, it was, Oh, look, it's TNA. Yeah. Uh, standing for something different in the U yeah. S but yeah. Impact actually has had a longer shelf life than than TNA wrestling. Yeah, and I, and then that's why my my question is though, you feel that what? So you're you're basically saying you'd rather than call it completely something else if they're going to rebrand and go back to TNA. I I'm I'm thinking that if you're okay. So what I'm thinking is, and again, the one thing about professional wrestling, the one thing about this show, and, and all the other shows that are out there. No opinion is right and no opinion is wrong, right? And, and that's key. And, you know, I have conversations with Impact PR all the time and, and get on really well with Impact PR and, and, and we've got a good relationship with them. And I wouldn't jeopardize that. Sometimes new is better. Yeah. Sometimes giving something a fresh coat of paint and coming up with a new name or giving it a complete restart, if that's what you want to do, new year, new start, Sometimes it's better than going yeah. back to the well that you went to before. You still lose any of that history. You don't lose TNA. It's still there. You don't even lose Global Force because that's still part of TNA to some degree. And the lineage of the championship is going to stay. So when TNA comes back, it's still going to be all the Impact champions for the last 13 years are going to be on that. Brilliant. They're not resetting it. But sometimes if you're going to restart, restart. Give yourself a clean slate and let yourself move forward. Because we're all sat here thinking, oh, it's TNA Wrestling, it's coming back. It's still going to be the Impact product. It's just going to have a different name. Okay, going with that, I'm, I'm, I've got I've got two questions leading into that. And oh, God. This, and this is what I'm loving about this show. Did you feel the same when it became from TNA to Impact? Did you feel like the factor of, it was a, still the TNA product that was now called Impact, or did you feel like it was, hi guys, we are now Impact? Oh, this is completely different, other than well, the, the fir- fact from a, a six sided ring to back to. to, to no, the, the, the funny thing was, I was covering it. So yeah. I was doing this show when, or a show, I can't remember which one we were doing. I, I was covering it the, the uh, page. Uh, huh? TWS. It, because uh, TWS, as I remember, <laughs> I was okay. listening in. The old chat that chat room. So I I remember covering it, and I think at the time I actually turned around and said, "Well, that's a mistake because what's the show going to be called?" Because the show was TNA Impact, right? And that's what you knew it as. Then they changed it to Impact Wrestling, and it became Wrestling Matters, and that kind of worked. But they did a slow phase of that. They did a slow phase of getting rid of the TNA. They didn't just drop it. It wasn't just one week. That's it. TNA get the f out like the WWF to the WWE. Um, So I think the way they did that was, I get your point. Um, But I think this is slightly different because this is, this is taking it back to what it was. This is actually now giving the company a name and then giving the TV show a name. Yes. It's not just giving the TV show a name. 
And that is what going on to my second question. So we have the factor of kind of all along it's been that there hasn't been a second show for TNA or Impact, what it's called. So it's just been called that. Do you think it would have worked if the brand was TNA, but the show was still kept as the name Impact? So then That's it became, we're yeah, becoming that... our business, our business product, our company name is TNA. However, yeah. this show is called Impact, and we're maybe, maybe down the line, have another show down the line called something else. Well, yeah, of course, because it, it wouldn't that what different is that model to All Elite with Rampage, Dynamite and Collision or I mean, WWE yeah. with Raw, SmackDown and NXT. So that that that's a bit of a mute argument because, yeah, that model would have been the same model that any other company would have done. And you would have had the company brand like us, TSC. If we then decided to do TSC Legacy, still TSC, it's just the legacy show. Right. So that brand is is you're right that but they didn't do that. No, and that's, that's that. what was always different about them was the fact that they, yeah. their show was called was what their company was called. Yeah, which was a unique thing for them, I think, because it's like you talk about impact, you talk about the show, and you talk about the company. Absolutely. So, you know, basic to take your argument, what they could do now is go, we're going to rebrand the show to TNA Wrestling, we're back. Because that's yeah. all the, that's all <laughs> oh, the emotional we're material. Back. <laughs> we're back. Well, we're back oh. every week. I don't know why someone doesn't do that. I know. <laughs> I've just got this image of like, oh, did you watch this week? Uh, this, this week's show of We're Back. <laughs> like, oh it's no, just... Raw instead. <laughs> but you see, they have done, they have done other shows. Yeah, and they have, like, and it's been like brilliant. BTE, but it's still yeah. Impact Wrestling BTE. Yeah. So that's been the company name. So actually, that argument that you've just done is mute because of the fact that they've used Impact Wrestling as the company name. Oh yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying is. From now on, would you be only okay if they kept it as keeping the show, as in the weekly show called Impact, but the brand uh, yeah. company name TNA? That's what I mean. Yeah, not and that's what, and that's what they're going to do, and that's what yeah. they're going to do. Um, you know, just like Dynamite and Rampage and Collision. But again, how often do you sit there and go, "Did you watch AEW Dynamite or did you watch WWE Raw?" You don't. You go, "Did you watch Dynamite this week or did you watch Collision?" So yeah. You're not going to sit there and go, "Sam." Did you watch TNA Impact this Thursday, or would you go? Did you watch Impact this Thursday? Yeah, Last and that's that, yeah. oh yeah, no, I, I, I'm I'm thinking more from the business side of stuff as well. Like from uh, the business side, giving it a brand name is recognisable, and I get that. But also, you've got to think that Impact Wrestling has become that brand name, and we are kind of going around in circles on this one. Whatever way they do, you're going to get people like me and like you that are going to sit there and go, it's the best thing in the world for Impact to change back to TNA. And on the flip side, you're going to get people going, why? Yeah. Why? Okay. On my next question, because I, I, I want to throw another question. You can tell I'm not well today, can't you? Because you're just throwing everything at me but the kitchen sink. Go on. I, I can throw you the kitchen sink as well, but that would be a legal lockdown. Um, <laughs> no. um, so... Do you feel it would harm or do you think it would help the product to bring legends back, but not loads, but almost like sporadically? Or do you think it would hurt the company to no, do this? Hurt them. Yeah. And, and that's like I'm here. I just I, wondered because the way you were speaking, I was thinking, does he want old legends to come back to help? No, I think the problem with that is you can go again, you can rely too much on the past and you you have to be careful then that you're not alienating the current fans with the lapsed fans. And, you know, WWE do this very well. For all the critique of WWE, they do do it well, where they bring back a legend or they'll do um, a tribute show or they'll bring back a legend on a run like Trish Stratus this past year. Whether or not you thought the feud was any good or not, seeing Trish back with that pop worked. You yeah. go to the flip side of that with All Elite, bringing legends back in like the nature boy rick flair or an extended deal and you go why it's fanboy and that's well, what that's what it, tna need to be careful they don't do yeah. is go one to the well again and start bringing back any free agents they can and they, they do it quite well in fairness they brought mickey james back on multiple runs and they've worked they've brought bully ray back who is so over it's unbelievable you know 5150 and he's working with the modern talent but he's doing it in a way where he's putting the modern impact talent this new generation of workers over 
they did it well with Tommy Dreamer. They've they've done all of this, bringing back the ECW stuff back in the day. I don't think you need to do that. What TNA need to do now is position themselves as the wrestling company. That's what they need to do. They they're already doing it to a degree with terms of no real set, no real pyro, and small arena like the old fashioned NXT at full sale that's what they're kind of positioning themselves at where they are um i think they need to get on the road i think yeah. they, they need to get on the road uh in 2024 i think that's the only way you're going to expand your house market is to or your your bums on seats is to get out on the road um we know crowds in north america are not as good as they were five years ago for both of the main companies because we've seen shots of raw and dynamite with the empty seats, right? So we know the gates are not there. So don't run the bigger ones, run the smaller auditoriums, but give it a big time feel. You know, it's an indie scene with, um, um, it's an indie scene with a big pocket, with, with big bucks. It's what you want to make it look like. And that's the thing, like, do you know what I, I, I was talking to my friend about this about the other day and I was going to bring it up on the show. So we've, we've both just watched a brilliant documentary called Wrestlers on on Netflix. Uh-huh. And that proved about the whole small arenas and how even they found it difficult. I think TNA, and this is the friend I was talking to, is the one who went to the Scotland show. And they said to them, the house show feel was amazing. It felt like it was old school WWE, just not in the O2 or in um, Liverpool Arena. But that's what he goes, that's what um, TNA need to do. They need to do it where they need to go back on the road like they used to do, but not go to massive arenas because that's where, like you said, AEW has faulted because it's been proven many a time and WWE as well. They need to stay in the mid mid size arenas or uh, venues. They, they need to be in the, they need to be within the realm of 15 to two and a half thousand attendants. Yeah. that That's what they need to be in. Um, they don't need too big of a, of a screen. They need an, a, a decent set. Uh, you know, they need a ramp. They need something that, that would make them look professional and not like your standard indie that's charging $10 for, for you to go and see. But what TNA do and what TNA do well compared to the other companies, and I'm including the NWA and I'm including AEW and WWE in this, and we've said it earlier on, is they focus on in-ring. They, yeah. they focus on giving a match a time. Forget the entrances. They will give the match the time to tell the story. And they've always done that. Um, and that's what they need to continue to do. And if that is going back to TNA name, which is the TNA legacy, then fine. Just don't lose who you are. Don't lose everything that you've done over the last 13 years. Because some people could turn around and say that actually, by getting rid of that impact brand you're just throwing away 13 years of development you're not but why would you go back to mm. tna because you're basically saying it's our golden era yeah. it's it's our golden time that's what we all that's what we prefer and you might do and that's why i'm that's why i said at the beginning of this sometimes it's better to put a line under it and refresh case in point this show okay so this show was Lee and myself back in 2005. He created TSC. We took it to new heights. We closed it. We finished it. Now, we could have easily have come back and said, when we got back together again, and said, right, we're going to reform TSC. We didn't. We launched Ministry of Slam. Yeah. But it was the same show. Yeah. Just a different name. But we still had all of our legacy that we did before. And then when Ministry shut down for the first time um, and I set up TWS, it was still this show. Yeah. So you might sit there thinking, you know, fine, you've done it three different times. Why did you bring back TSC this time? Because TSC is my last run in wrestling podcast. This is it. Once this show comes to an end, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) But this is what I'm saying. If you know, if this show comes to an end, I'm done. I'm finished. That's me. That's me done for good, right? Um, 
And this was the highlight. TWS was the second highlight. This was the highlight of what we did, uh, of how we grew, how Lee and I grew the show from nuts to, to, to a fruiting plant, from a seed to a blossoming bloom. Um, and the challenge was to bring it back and use that legacy. So I've done exactly what Impact have done, but I had a break. Yeah. It wasn't, I didn't do TSE to MOS and then carried, carried it on and then rebranded it to TWS and then rebranded it to TSC. We took a break. Yeah. But, Impact, but Impact haven't, and, and they could have easily have, have gone December 31st, door shut. We're going to take a month off, right? And we're going to come back with a bang. And it's going to be Slammiversary. We're going to bring Slammiversary to February. And this is what we're going to do. I think that would harm the product. Having a month off, that gives a month to find other watch com it, other companies comes back and goes, what are going to do? But you what, say what? that. But you mm. say that. Because you've got 13 years of Impact Library. You've got since 2005. This, this month would be a chance. If you're going to rebrand it, you know, this would have been a chance to have gone back into the, done the top title changes in history mm. or the top moments in history the the criteria of you know don west and mike tonight i mean bound for glory why would you all of the inductees to the to the impact wrestling hall of fame yeah you're now rebranding it back to the tna hall of fame yeah so you've just done a bound for glory where you've inducted the legends of mike tonight and don west and get and um frankie edward frankie casario not tracy brooks into I've... the Impact <laughs> Hall of Fame, but it's yeah. now the TNA Hall of Fame. But then that you could say that about the it was the WF Hall of Fame and then became the WWE Hall of Fame. But that was yeah, and I get that, but that's literally taking the F out and, and putting an E on. This is changing it from one company, yeah. taking it back it... to another company. It's the same company though, isn't it? WWF and WWE are the same. And the same with uh, Impact and TNA, they're all the same company from the bloodline think about it the one yeah it's never been cut it's just changed its color or yeah. changed it and and i do get what you're coming from and i do get that and this is coming across like on my part it's being really negative it's because i feel like death um but but it's a great talking point though that's, that's why we talk about it because the facts are of we and that's the great thing about um like mm. wrestling fans we all have our opinions have our views and our thoughts and that's what makes this we it'd been so so boring show. We, yes, we agree with everything we each other. Yeah, yeah it would. It, it would. And, and 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 you're absolutely right. But I think the disappointing thing for me about if you want to talk about the Hall of Fame was you induct the voices of TNA into Impact's Hall of Fame. This would have been and then you make the announcement at the end of the pay-per-view of we're coming back to we're coming back to TNA for as of January. For me why would you, you you could have inducted tracy brooks that's fine mm. you could have inducted bully ray into the impact hall of fame but he was already in him and his him and um devon were already there yeah but you could induct bully you oh, like yeah. WWE, right? yeah, yeah. Or, or tommy dreamer or whoever with don west and mike today that were the voices of tna i get what you mean why hold them why not hold them off and on your first show as TNA, do a Hall of Fame induction special where you bring out Mike Tanay and Don West. Now, I know they did it at Bound for Glory. I get it. It's the biggest pay-per-view of the year for them. It's their WrestleMania. I get why. But yeah. it's just they were TNA. You talk about – if you you cut TNA open, you had Mike West and Mike Tanay and Don West. Yeah, Mike West. <laughs> Mike West. It's the love child of Mike and Don. But you just had – you just had Mike Tanay and Don West. They were the, they, they were the voices. They were the DNA. That's what impact. That's what TNA was. And I don't know. It just it just felt a bit kind of pulled the rug out of their induction a little bit. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And this is this thing like the thing I love. I loved them being inducted. But I even felt the same as you with that. I did feel like you could have used them as not not used them, but it would have been such a beautiful touch of. You're becoming TNA now. They were TNA. I know Mike Tanay did have to do some commentary when it became Impact. Yeah, but he it he wasn't was him. TNA. I mean, you could have even, you could have done it. You could have done the whole announcement of TNA coming back live on pay per view with Mike yeah. Tanay in the ring. 
Yeah. Oh my god. And or even him being the doing the announcement, or him doing the announcement, or him and Scott Demore doing it in the ring. I don't think it was done wrong. Don't get me wrong. No, no, no. I, I, I don't think it was done wrong. But I just think that oh, there was it, there's. I I teared up with the Mike Tanay speech. We haven't really talked about it because we haven't been on air since Bound for Glory. You know, I teared up with that Mike Tanay speech because it was so powerful. It was so moving. It was such a tribute to Don West, who was a, a great talent in his own way. Um, and then the announcement, then the, the promo video came at the end. And I'm just like, you've wasted that. That was an opportunity for you to really kind of do TNA, kickstart it back with the first voices that you heard on TNA wrestling on pay-per-view number one on Wednesday night on pay-per-view from Nashville was Mike Tanay. Yeah. So why not do that hall of fame induction? The first thing you see on the new TNA is the voice of TNA, the voices of TNA being inducted into the hall of fame. Yeah. It would have been or, a full circle moment. Or even done it on the show that almost like midway through the show, that's when you have the Mike Tanay thing the announcement and then after the, the announcement he does he, he does yeah. yeah. but we we could we talk about the past ten thousand times but i'm I, I like the point you made earlier on about the whole um you don't go back like you leave a job you don't go back to it it's a bit like the old saying that my my friend my friend said when you break up with someone you don't go back in uh, you go, don't go back with them it's like pushing um toothpaste back into a tube <laughs> It depends why you broke up with them. I'll just add yeah. that. Yeah, but, yeah. Do you know you get you get what I mean? And that's but then you could say that's about TNA. Like they're 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 getting back together again about being TNA instead of Impact. Will it be messy? Only time will tell. We may come to back in January, come to January and go. Oh my God, what have they done? They should have stayed Impact. Or we might have gone nice. So I I, I, I genuinely stop. yeah I genuinely don't think we will look back on it and go what have they done. Um, yeah. I think at the moment it's more a case of we don't nobody likes change, you know. You don't like change, and and it it took you a while to get used to the fact that TNA was gone and it was now Impact Wrestling. Now you've got to get used to the fact that Impact's gone and it's now TNA. Um, and it's it's nobody likes change, and and I think that's what it is. I mean, it's you know like we're going to wind this up in in a second because we've talked for about forty minutes on this, but you know <laughs> I think what is interesting is. 2024's wrestling landscape is going to look very, very different to 2023. We've already talked about the fact that the NWA is on now on the CW network. We know the rights deals for WBD and AEW are up for grabs. That's not been se- that's not been signed, sealed, and delivered yet. We know that Raw and NXT are up for grabs, and that's not been signed, sealed, and delivered yet. We know SmackDown's moving back to the USA network because it didn't fit or meet Fox's business criteria, which is a massive slap in the face for WWE, right? Yeah. And that, and actually that being announced could potentially hurt negotiations for Raw and SmackDown, for Raw and NXT, because you're not, hit, you're not hitting our business target. Yeah. And now you've got TNA wrestling back. So the landscape... And we've also got the uh, signing war of 2024 with MJF. Oh, that's a work. He signed with AEW a long time ago. But yeah, I know, you know what I mean. I'm here like, oh, have I signed... So you've got a massive change in landscape mm. in professional wrestling and, and TNA are going to need to do something now to step it up, to combat. You're not going to combat the AEWs and you're not going to combat the WWEs because quite honestly, you don't have the money in the back pocket. No. You now need to go and target the NWA. Yeah, You want to try and elevate yourself over that NWA product to make yourself the number three, the number three or the number, the, well, the number four promotion, really, because it's going to go WWE, AEW, New Japan. Then it's going to be Impact slash NWA. And then underneath them will be Ring of Honor. That That's pretty much the landscape that, that okay, you're looking one, at in 24. One last question I asked for that, because you just met me mentioned something about the money. Okay, say, for instance, a multi-millionaire, a bit like Tony Khan situation, mm-hmm. if came along and went right i am going to be your funding don't worry no money no money is too much Mm -hmm. do you think it would help it would make them or do you think it would just if anything hinder them because they'd just be signing big 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 names for the the money it's a a double-edged sword 
Um, and and the and it's a, actually it's a really good question to ask, but it is a double-edged sword because everybody thought that with Tony Khan and his bank balance and all elite wrestling, that it would be amazing. But what did he do? He he signed pretty much any major star who came free agent. Yeah. Or any star that became released. And he's just got this roster of talent that are sat there doing nothing. So actually, when you bring some of this talent back out, you're not going to know who they are. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He he's fanboyed and brought in people like CM Punk, who was a draw for five minutes, then had backstage controversy and got released. He's now brought in, and I say it for the third time, the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Cannot believe that that's been done. Um, WWE, they don't need to worry about that because they've got the backing of TKO, or do they? Questions from Endeavor as to whether or not that will carry on. That says a lot, doesn't it? Um, And money doesn't actually mean everything. You can bring as much talent as you want in, but if you don't have the basic fundamentals in place, if you don't have the creative, you don't have the talent, the right talent, you don't have the right booking, but you also don't have the crowd or the audience. Yeah. And that's the thing. It doesn't do anything. You could, my thinking is, yeah, the only thing I would want a bigger money person kind to do is to be able to make it the most best set possible, but not big elaborate, but just all those little things because it helps with the look. Because it's it's a bit like if you if someone gave you two coins in front of you, one that's shiny and new, and one that's battered, but they're both the same price, you're gonna yeah. go. Well, you're gonna you're go with shiny and new. Yeah, and that's like those little things for the product. I'm not saying oh, let's bring in big. Big bucks, Barry. But let's let's bring it, bring in the big screen, or bring bring in the really nice those little things because it it haunts the product. But the problem with that is once you start doing that, in terms of that bringing the big screen, bringing the sets in, you then need to actually think about what is best for the product. Because if yeah. you then do, and we've seen this. Bear in mind, we saw this for over ten years on WWE that. Raw and SmackDown looked exactly the same. Yeah. They had the same set. They had the pay-per-views then went to exactly the same set, right? <laughs> so every set that you do for a show or every set that you do for a pay-per-view, based on that logic, should be unique. There should be something different that sets it apart. Even if that's like Backlash where it did the 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 hanging blades you know when they when they did the old back backlash pay-per-view or you know eliminate chamber when it had the, the yeah the any anything blade. and not stupid virtual reality 3d I literally hate because no one in the audience can see it it's a bit like yeah. strictly why do you have it because you can't see it if you're yeah. if you're in the audience you won't be able to see it it's a waste, a waste of time you just listen to the teacher at home and people are actually going no move out of the way i, I want to yeah. see to come down so, I, I kind of think that, yeah, production is important. And I've said production is important and we know that. But if you're going to get somebody in, you've got to have a set that is robust and flexible that gives a different feel every time you go into an event. Yeah, no, agreed. And that's where the money comes in. I think TN, <laughs> I was going to say TSC. I think TNA need a couple of top tier talent. I think they need a couple of signings. Um, yeah. I don't think CM Punk is the right signing for them. I don't necessarily think Will Ospreay is the right signing for them. And the only reason I, and the only reason I, and and that's for Will. Yeah. Because I think a Will is going to cost too much. We know he's gone to Barry Bloomstein now, who is uh, Barry Bloom, who is the rep for most of the major stars within WWE and AEW. He's going to go for a six figure deal. Part of me does sit there thinking, going, you bring the big stars in on a one-off legends storyline. As and when mm-hmm. you need them, but TNA should be about what TNA did back in 2005, where TNA took a load of unknown talent from NWA Wildside, from local indie promotions across North America, from some of those guys in some of those guys yeah. in WCW that never got the rub, AJ Styles, and they focused on those younger talent and elevated them into superstars. So effectively, with a development system without being a development system 
but you invest in that talent and you bring some of the big names in to give them a rub and you go but you let wwe and aew and new japan pay the big money you focus on the talent that you've got and homegrown them and we've already seen that with josh alexander we've already seen that with diana perrazzo we've already seen that with steve macklin to a degree we've already seen that with pco who did make a name for himself in ring of honor but he's gone to new heights within impact wrestling or tna right you you could contact someone like OVW and sign some of those OVW talents and bring them in that were on the wrestlers and give them a rub and elevate them up and give them a national platform. And if they move on, okay, you've lost the talent, but you have got that back catalog of footage, right? And if they don't, like someone like Moose, who has signed a long-term deal with TNA or PCO, they're yours, your homegrown talent. You have developed them. That's your legacy. And that's what TNA did back in 2005. And this is the thing that I, uh, going back to a comment we both said at the start of the show about the homegrownness yeah. and the fact that they build themselves up and it's a proving ground. Yeah. I really, really, really hope that that feel never goes. I hope that when it goes to, when it goes to T, uh, TNA wrestling or back to TNA wrestling, whatever, however the terminology you want to call it, I hope that it doesn't lose that, the fact that it's where people want to go to prove themselves, to make themselves. Because you look at also someone like Nick Aldis. He oh, yeah. Was, yeah. He had at one point, and then he went away and he came back again. He is now the general manager of SmackDown, and his mic skills are so good at that, and his on-screen presence yeah. is because of TNA or Impact, or whatever you want to call it. It's partly, it's, it's partly because of that. It's partly because he's a natural talent. I, I hope with... Yeah. I hope that the business model that Demore and the TNA management team do is similar to that of 2005. And by that, I mean, you have the clear divisions, you have the focus on the X division and you take the X division back to what it was, right? Because that was, you know, Jarrett said this a number of times, the X division was that unique selling point of TNA back in 2005 was Eli Skipper, it was Frankie Kazarian, it was AJ Styles, it was Christopher Daniels, it was No Limits. That was that was the unique selling point of TNA. That's what made TNA the alternative. And really, there's enough guys out there now that you could build and generate that X Division into being industry-leading cruiserweight action because you don't see cruiserweights in their own That's division anymore. And that's what also, it would be that unique selling point, that USP that we always do when we're, yeah, we're yeah. we've both been salesmen, we're both still salesmen. Um, like, the fact that I wasn't really, very good at sales. Uh, you were. Um, <laughs> you sold the show to me. Um, okay. <laughs> I fell in love with it. Um, but the thing for me is the factor of my view is with the using the X Division, especially, is the factor of when you've got people like, um, Blake Christian, like he is a proof that he was in uh, the um, Cruiserweight Classic for WWE. Yeah. He then joined WWE, then he was released. He then came there. He did a, a, a short time in, in TNA or Impact, whatever you want to call it. He then now is one of the most signed people in yeah. the indie scene. Or the fact that they just signed Liam, uh, Liam Slater, 19 years old, the youngest signing in history. That guy is yeah guys, and, and that, if you've seen him before wait till he comes into the impact or into, into, into tna you are going to see something else he's amazing no wonder why they signed him and, and, that, and, thing that, and that might be a sign of things to come and I, and I think if you look at what they did back in the x division with the world x cup and and ultimate yeah. x and and all that type of thing to me that's that's my hope for tna is that they they go back and you talk about these pillars in AEW, right? And I don't mean pillars of superstars. I mean, pillars of division. You focus on the heavyweight division. You give that some, some character, which is, it's always had, but it's not the main focus. The women get equal focus. The X division gets equal focus and the tag division gets equal focus. Those, those four pillars of any organization are your, what your, what your fans want to come and watch. And with TNA, they always did the X Division well. And in fairness, they always did the Knockouts Division well. There were some of the best matches in women's wrestling took place in TNA. Um, and, you know, you got to think Scott Demore was there from the beginning. So he knows what the, the Jarrett model. Um, you don't want to carbon copy it. 
you, you, I get that, and I and I like the fact they're not going to. But don't forget who you were, and look at your competition and go, what is going to make us unique? What is going to change us out from All Elite? What is going to change us out from WWE? We don't have the budget. We don't have the money, but we have this, and go with it. And I think by doing that, we'll look back on this in the first six months of 2024 and go, Jesus, TNA has worked and the X division is the star of the show or this is the star of the show. And it's clearly outperforming WWE and AEW in those aspects. And it will be interesting this time next year, as we do wrap up for, for 2024 to go, actually, who is the number one company in professional wrestling? Who is the number two? Who is the number three? And where does TNA and where does the NWA and where does Ring of Honor sit? Because I guarantee you it won't be the same as what it is on November 3rd in 2023. It won't be the same in 2024. And then next year when we do our episode, which will be the State of Wrestling Address like we did this year, I'm, I can't wait to sit there and go, I wonder what, I think now and think to myself, I wonder what we'll be we talk about on that show. Because there's a thing going around on social media about things that happen have happened this year. And it's a whole, that, that wasn't on my 2023 uh, bingo card. And if someone said at the start of the year that Impact was going to go back to being TNA, that wasn't on my bingo card. Mm. Like, even having LA, LA Knight versus Roman Reigns in Crown Jewels wasn't on my, my bingo card. It's those things that we look now and go, or Ric Flair for the fourth time on this show, but Ric Flair being in AEW. But that's what I love about uh, shows like this. The fact that we look and go, how is that happening? Like, what? How has that happened? And mm. what I love. And the one thing I like just before we like finish up is the fact of it's the unknown. Are we going to see things come back like King of the Mountain, Bound for uh, the Bound for Glory series? Are we going to see the X Division match where it's the uh, Ultimate X like monthly? Are we going to see these things? Who knows? And that's what the funder is because we're going to sit here come end of January, beginning of February, going, "Wow, yeah, they've exactly. everything back." Or they've not brought anything back, and it's completely brand new. They've brought in a brand new match. Exactly. Who knows? All I know is I can't wait to like watch that. But on top of all that, I can't wait to hear what you fans want to say about it. Because please leave your comments, because I really want to hear what you guys have said. Because we just talked for near on an hour talking about this talking point. Tell us what you think, guys. And remember to find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and X. At TS, uh, T, uh, no, not that. Uh, TSC Wrestling Pod. Oh, uh, so find us on YouTube and uh, and on Spotify because we want to hear from you guys, and that's why. And I will say that because we really want to hear from you guys and our email address. Like, please just contact us because we would love to be able to read those on the show. You can tell I've had many numbers this morning. <laughs> you can. It's either that or the paint fumes. One of the two. Um, that's it for us for this week. Thanks for joining us. Uh, an interesting topic. I wasn't expecting it to go quite as long as what it did. Uh, but I hope, what do you think? Let, as Sam said, let us know in the comments on YouTube and across social media. And also leave us a review on iTunes. The five-star reviews that you can give us really do help us move up those rankings uh, and allows us also to now bring you guests based on that feedback because the first thing people look at is where are you sat on the charts so the more you can help us do that the better we can bring you guests and various different things but we will be back next week with more tse standard format will return next week although i do quite like just doing these talking points sometimes because they're makes us different and on that if you've got any suggestions about what you would like to see on this show are you tired of the news are you tired of challenge? Are you tired of wrestling history? Do you want us to focus on the old school stuff? Do you want us to do talking points purely? Let us know and we will listen to what you want. Uh, Sam, amazing. Good luck next week in the new job. Thank you very much. Well. Enjoy the painting. Plenty more to do here at my house if you want to come and do it. <laughs> Until next week, guys, we will see you at the matches. Until then, so long, farewell. Take care. See you soon. <laughs>